Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. This is Jason Mizrahi, and I got Javi and David Jones here, two DFS pros. We're going to be talking about the week, nights, week nine slate. Guys, how you doing, bud? Doing good, man. Javi, Can't complain. Can't complain? Can't, yeah. Right. Money. <laughs> Let's get right into this thing. Let's talk about NFL. Let's see what we got going on on the slate. It's a short slate. There's some, you know, obvious teams on buys here. So we'll get right into it. Let's not waste too much time here. You got Chicago and Philadelphia. And I know David Jones, you know, has a, a quarterback in mind in this game. So, David, kick it off. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, so I have a quarterback in here. It's my value quarterback. So it's not my top guy on the slate or anything. But I think Mitchell Trubisky is a little undervalued. I know that's not going to be popular. Everyone's probably rolling their eyes right now. But I think he hits value. He's only $6,500 on FanDuel. The game before last, he had a bad last game, but the game before last, he went up against the Saints, put up 251 yards, two touchdowns. He's had a three-touchdown game in there. He's got some receivers in Robinson, Miller, Gabriel, and Cohen who can all contribute here against a really bad Eagles secondary. Um, I think he's got a hot seat right now. He knows he needs to win a game and look like an NFL quarterback, so he's going to target his main guy, uh, Allen Robinson, who hasn't had less than seven um, targets the entire season. So those are my two guys that I want to stack in uh, value. And as far as uh, the running back game goes, I like Jordan Howard over on the Eagles. It's a revenge game. I mean, everyone knows that. And Howard has looked pretty good this year. The Bears haven't been great against the run. And then you also have a receiver besides Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, who, of course, used to be on Chicago, too. And he's their number one targeted wide receiver. And he's the kind of guy who definitely gets up for these games. People are going to, like, you know, talk and try and mock you like it's not a good play because you're just saying it's a revenge game so people will fade. I believe in that with Alshon Jeffrey, and I also believe on that uh, with Jordan Howard. Javi, do you have any other takes or other plays from this game? No, I, <clears throat> I'm a little lower on Mitchell Trubisky just because he's burned us. But uh, on DraftKings, he's he's five thousand, so it's really low. But uh, there's a different quarterback that I prefer over him. Uh, Allen Robinson's going to be a lock for most of my lineups just because of uh, the targets and um, you know the 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 matchup he has against this Eagles secondary. So that's that's about it. I don't. I'm one of those guys that doesn't believe too much in the revenge narrative. But uh, Jordan Howard against uh, the Bears is is a good play, too. They're, the Bears, you know, it's going to garner a lot, uh, not a lot of ownership because they think the Bears are the best defense, but they're they're not as good as they were last year. So uh, I think it's a sneaky play to go Jordan Howard. Um, but, yeah, I pretty much side with you for the most part. I mean, if you want to save salary, go Trubisky. Uh, I don't hate the stack for Trubisky, Robinson, but GPPs, I wouldn't do it in cash, personally. No, I so- wouldn't. Got one question for you guys. What do you guys predict the ownership on Allen Robinson is? Is it going to be 10%, 15%, or is it going to be above 20 on FanDuel? Oh, man. I think around 10. I mean, I don't, this, it, I don't think this is a guy a lot of people are targeting. I haven't heard his name a lot. and I don't know. I just kind of found him by crunching numbers. Uh, what do you think, Javi? Is he popular? Uh, I, I think he's going to be outside the top 10 in ownership for receivers. So it's it's a sneaky play. Um I, I just, you know, there's there's other matchups that are better for the receivers than this one. Um, but I think they're just going to be scared because of Trubisky. I think that's the whole thing. But again, you said it, over six targets a game. Um, he's He's gone off a few weeks, so. 
I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit higher. I personally think it's going to be probably closer to 15, 20. Nobody else is going to target, you know, Chicago Bears wide receivers. You have some injuries. You get a short slate. There's no Julio. There's no high-end guys to really target. I, I'm seeing him. I think he's going to be minimum 15% owned, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to push to 20 as we get closer to lock. So that's one thing. If I see it go any higher than 20, 25, I might come off it, but it's an obvious good play for, for good reason against the secondary. Um, not too many shares of Trubinsky. It's probably going to be more Robinson for me, but I don't mind the play, you know, a, a near minimum salary if you can get him there. Now you got the Jets versus Miami, two terrible teams for the most part. Um, the Jets are all out of whack. They're trading players away. I would like to target the Jets defense potentially, but it is kind of scary on the road in Miami. Um, Fitzpatrick is a little bit better than what they've been rolling out there earlier on in the season. So I could see myself playing either of these defenses. I can see some Le'Veon Bell shares, um, especially on DraftKings. I think Robbie Anderson or Jamison Crowder, one of those guys, can go off. Um, what are you guys doing on the Miami side, Javi? Do you like any? I know you spent some time in Miami. Do you like any of these Dolphins? Yeah, so for Dolphins, actually, the last three weeks have been a better team, um, both offensively and defensively. They're still terrible, and they seem to come out strong in the first half and then weaker in the second half, but I think it's just on purpose to tank. Um, but I don't, I don't like the Dolphins side as much as I do the Jets side. I, one of my top plays is going to be um, Le'Veon Bell. So he's 7,700 on DraftKings, and he's about, I think he's... 7,000 on FanDuel. Yeah, 7,000 on FanDuel. So he's priced pretty well. Uh, I think he's going to be a little higher owned than proje- a little higher than 15% yep. projections on my end. So I think he'll, he'll be a little chalkier than I want him to be, unfortunately. Um, one of my favorite value plays, though, is Mark Walton at 5700 on FanDuel. So if you need to save some salary, uh, running back is stacked this week with Le'Veon, McCaffrey, Cook, etc. But, um, you know, you can save some salary on your flex with Mark Walton at 5700 um, he's, he's the main guy over there in Miami. Um, I, I don't hate that play at all, and I think he's going to be low-owned. So I think it's sneaky, and he can rush maybe one or two in. So uh, that's about it. I'm not really high on the – the wide receivers. What about you, DJ? Yeah, so um, I, I'm not real high on Lev Bell, but I might talk myself off that. I, I wasn't high on Lev Bell just because it, I felt like everyone else was, and he just hasn't looked that good. But it is a great matchup, and I wrote down what you said, too, about playing him on DraftKings. It makes a lot more sense because of the, the one-point PPR structure. Um, these Dolphins are so bad. I mean, they, they've looked a little bit better, but just think about what Kenyon Drake did on Thursday night. He went absolutely nuts. This is a guy who's been on the Dolphins like three years, and they just couldn't figure out how to use him. And then he walks onto another team and you know just goes absolutely bonkers after being in town for 48 hours. I don't think, even if Mark Walton's good or Kalen Balaj is good, he could be that the Dolphins are going to know how to utilize him. So, so let me so ask I'm, you guys two yeah. other questions here. So... Due to the narrative, how does the Jets' defense come out when they trade away, you know, a draft pick? They they tried shopping Adams, and what's the narrative on Le'Veon Bell, who had reports that he was being shopped? Does he come out and want to play for a team that's not going to make the playoffs that he's stuck on now? Does he want to prove himself at all? And what does his defense do with you know Jamal Adams shopped? And I, I kind of like this defense, either one. Um, I don't know which one I like more, but. Can you play either defense? And what do these narratives mean to you? Javi? Yeah. Uh, it's a good question. I, I don't think it, it affects them. I, I think they're professionals. I think they 
you know, they're, they're getting bonuses and pay and an extra pay just for performance. So I think they're still going to come out guns and blazing. It's a division. It's a rivalry game. It's a division game. Um, I don't hate targeting the, the defenses from DFS standpoint, because, uh, you know, the jets on DraftKings are 3,500 and the dolphins are 2,700, which is very low. Um, the jets are, are a little higher on FanDuel at 4,600. So I'm not going to be on that one as much. Yeah, they make a lot of turnovers. But like I said, the last three weeks, the Dolphins haven't been making as many turnovers. You know, in the beginning of the season, you would target the teams against the Dolphins because they would throw two pick sixes or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They're not doing that anymore. They're actually protecting the ball a little bit more. So I don't I don't believe in it just because of, uh, like I said, it's, it's all about the money and they get bonuses for good performance. So I think they're going to come out playing strong still. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I'll just comment on that too. Yeah, I love Bell. He just kind of seems like an ego guy to me. And against Miami, I mean, he can get it done. I don't think uh, it, that uh, I, I am going to fade him as much as I wanted to. But as, uh, for the wide receivers, um, I'm liking Robbie Anderson and kind of another narrative game. It's not just because it's a narrative. It's against. It's because it's against a bad defense. But he was also on the block. He's a guy that grew up in South Florida. Um, and he's going to be still the number one guy uh, to throw to against the Jets. So, you know, targeting the Miami defensive backs has worked. So if we're going to keep doing that, then I'll take Robbie Anderson on a few, uh, like, Millie Maker teams. Yeah, I think it makes some sense. Um, now you got Minnesota KC. It looks like to me Mahomes is still not playing. Thielen is questionable. We have injuries that we got to kind of sort out before we, before we lock in for Sunday. If Thielen is out, I think Diggs ends up being one of the top plays of the slate. Um, if Thielen is in, um, we got to make some decisions. I hear a couple of people talking about Tyreek Hill, a couple of people talking about Matt Moore as a value play. Um, Dave, what do you think about uh, Tyreek Hill and his offensive Moore plays? Um, and what do you think about Thielen if he does play? Yeah, if uh, if Thielen plays, it's going to knock Diggs down a little bit. But I still think Diggs could be a good play here against Kansas City. Um, they're really not as bad against the defensive backs as we've seen, but if if uh, or if we've thought and they were last year. But uh, Thielen might still be a little, you know, a little roughed up. It's a hamstring. He's a wide receiver. He might get targeted short more, and Thielen go deep and could burn one. Um, as far as Tyreek Hill goes, you know, of course I'm going to like him. Better with Mahomes, but we've also seen more, you know, hit him deep before. And Tyreek's a speedster. If you can't keep up with him and, and you just hit him on one pass and he's going to pay off like a long, you know, 60-yard touchdown, he's going to pay off the 7,700. And he's still going to be the number one uh, targeted guy there. Um, and then also I'm liking Dalvin Cook a ton against this Kansas City, uh, you know, rush defense. Uh, he's just looked like a stud all year. He's one of the highest-priced running backs um, but Kansas City's ranked 29th, and they have given up a ton of uh, rushing touchdowns against uh, running backs this year. Javi, you think anything different here? Uh, I, I don't, but I'm higher on – I know Thielen's got the hamstring issue. I'm very high on Thielen on FanDuel. I think his price is, is pretty much broken on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 7100 He's so cheap, as opposed to DraftKings, where he's the most expensive receiver. So um, if Thielen's out, I'm, I'm locking in digs for both FanDuel and DraftKings. But – um, if Thielen's in, uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do it, even GPPs and cash with Thielen. I know it's risky given the hamstring because you never know what's gonna happen, but I'm high on that. Uh, I'm high on Cook also against, uh, you, you know, you said it. Casey's the one of the 
bottom three in run defense. So it's but ultimately it comes down to you're gonna pay up to McCaff- for McCaffrey or you're gonna pay up for Dalvin Cook. So uh Jay, DJ, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Uh I mean I think the matchup is in Dalvin Cook, but the usage is in McCaffrey. So which which do you guys like better? I think oh. it's gonna be McCaffrey. I'll I'll play it safe on that one. Let me let me ask you this. I've been th- toying with this uh, all week about to do it. I am pretty sure on Dalvin Cook and also Christian McCaffrey. I think you can just really lock those two guys in on a week where wide receivers, there's not really any clear out guys that I have to target. There's no, you know, Hopkins, Julio, like Jay was saying, and just mix up some wide receivers and, you know, a handful of lineups and, you know, hopefully get lucky on a, a couple of those receivers. Is, is that something y'all be willing to do? Or are you going to try and look for a value running back? In cash yes. teams, I think it makes sense a lot because um, there's not really much else to pay for, like you said. But I do like – we'll get to a couple other people that are a little bit cheaper. I think Aaron Jones is in play if he's fully healthy. Um, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson. There's some other guys that you can get a little bit cheaper. I know some people are talking about Josh Jacobs. So we'll talk about some other guys. But I think it's possible to get both Cook and McCaffrey. It's not – impossible you have to you know there's no real good tight ends i really want to pay up for anyway so i'll go minimum salary on some tight ends and we'll figure it out uh, we can build a mock at the end and see if that works um mm-hmm. let's go into the rest of these games though you got washington and buffalo i think josh allen's in a great spot here he hasn't had any you know majorly you know huge games since the start of the season um he's been getting you 17 20 points here and there um they got you know, handed a, a tough loss against Philly. Philly just ran over him, which was kind of surprising. Um, Allen still had a good game because he rushed, he rushed from some yards, two passing touchdowns. I think this is a good spot to get back on some Bills potentially, especially the Bills defense. I think they're the number one defense coming into this game for me if you want if you have the money to pay up for him. And I think this is a Josh Allen, the John Brown week. And I don't really like anything from the Washington side. You guys – like Josh Allen, the Buffalo defense, John Brown, one of these other running backs possibly. How you see the Redskins playing now, Javi, do you think there's any reason to play any Redskin? No, I'm, I'm all, all out on the Redskins. Um, they're playing against the top three defense in the Buffalo Bills, so I'm out. But I, I am in on the Buffalo defense. Dwayne Haskins is confirmed the starter. Um, he right. makes a lot of mistakes. He's a rookie. Uh, I think he's very turnover prone. I think he'll be better now that he's confirmed a starter and he'll get like full practice with the first team reps and whatever. So I, I don't think he'll be as bad as he's been before, but I think I can see a pick six or, you know, a mistake like that going on. But uh, you hit the nail in the coffin with uh, Josh Allen to John Brown. That's, that's the only thing I do like from this game from an offensive standpoint besides the defense. Yeah, so everyone knows Josh Allen's my boy, and I'm waiting for this guy to blow up, and I'm on him again this week. So people are going to go back and look at the box score against, like, Philadelphia. He got 17.26 Fandle points, not that good, but there was 25-mile-per-hour wins in that game, and he only completed 16 passes and threw two touchdowns. So we've got good weather this game. Josh Allen has legs. The Washington Redskins are bad. If there's any spot where this guy can blow up, you know, throughout the season, it's got to be against one of the worst defenses in the league and the Washington Redskins. And, yeah, you can pair him up with John Brown. That's the only receiver I'm really even looking at. And there's not even, like, a tight end in this game I would consider. I'm all out on the Redskins, too, and I think the Bills' defense is a good play. Yep, I can agree with all that. So – Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey for the next 20 minutes and how good he is in football. Um, if you, you have to hear about that, you really shouldn't be playing DFS. McCaffrey's a lock. 
Um, have him in all your cash lineups. It doesn't matter if he's 9,700 or 10,000 or 11,000. Um, smash spot. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to get you 20 points. He's got 30-point upside. On DraftKings, he probably has 40-point upside. He's in a great spot here. I like the Carolina defense as well. And I think, you know, if you want to double down on this Carolina offense, DJ Moore is a little bit too cheap, I feel like, um, on FanDuel at 5,400. Curtis Samuel's got a little shoulder problem. He didn't practice a couple days, but I think he plays. If he doesn't play, that bumps up more even more. And I like um, Greg Olson here. I think um, he's way too cheap, too. So Carolina has some value plays here outside of McCaffrey. The only thing is, I don't know if they have enough offense in them to go to Carolina because Tennessee's defense is pretty good. And Vegas has this game down a little bit. Um, I hit the Jonu Smith, you know, thanks to Avi last week. Helped out my lineups. It was a cheap you know, flyer. But I don't really like him in this matchup as much as I did last week. If you're going to target any Tennessee guys, you got to target their their wide receiving core. Maybe go with Corey Davis or an A.J. Brown. Um, quarterbacks, I, I see some people talking about Kyle Allen. He's not for me in his matchup. It's just going to be McCaffrey, Carolina defense, and maybe some D.J. Moore. Um, David, what do you think here? Yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey. uh a great play. I'll have him in like 90% of my lineups, if not a hundred. I mean, he just does it all. He catches, he runs, he's the entire offense. Uh, he, Tennessee's uh, rush defense is bad too. They're ranked 28th, uh, against the NFL. I mean, it's, it's a smash spot for McCaffrey play him. I agree that DJ Moore is, uh, too cheap 5,400 on FanDuel, but I'm not going to pair him up with a quarterback. Um, but I do like that price on him and Jonu Smith as well. He came through last week. He'll be more popular this week because of what he did last week, and Delaney Walker got ruled out. So I can get behind that play some too. He's still not uh, priced uh, as high as he should be for the opportunity he's going to have. And uh, the defenses, I don't think I'm really on either one of them. I, I I'm, don't have a great feel on this game. Uh, if it's going to be low scoring or high scoring or what. So I, I haven't made up my mind here yet. Do you, do y'all have anything different on defense? Yeah, so a defense, I like Carolina, actually. Um, being at 4,000, yeah, they just got wrecked by the 49ers this past week. But 4,000 on FanDuel, it's pretty cheap against Tennessee Titans offense. That's, you know, whatever. Um, my favorite value is from this game is, and you guys said it was Samuel and Moore. Um, I, I like Samuel on, if he plays, on DraftKings because he's 4,300. And then I like more on FanDuel at 5,400, um, no matter what. So uh, it's just flip-flopping the pricing of who's higher. So I'm going with the cheaper guy for some value. And, you know, you said it. If you <clears> want to get McCaffrey and Cook, you got to find those value guys. And I think DJ Moore is is that top guy. So I'm, I'm on that. And then, just like you said, Christian McCaffrey, I'm, I'm all in. I, if I had to choose one, him or Cook, though, I'm going McCaffrey all day. Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you guys feel about Greg Olson as a, a tight end value spot? And how many players on this Carolina's cheap outside of McCaffrey? How many players on this Carolina defense? I mean, offense. Can you play together? Is it two max, or can you maybe squeeze in McCaffrey more and Greg Olson? Well, I guess if you, I mean, if you like more and you like Greg Olson and you like McCaffrey, who's a pass catcher, you might have to start considering Kyle Allen. Then, if I had two of them on my team, I'd look at the quarterback really hard. 
Um, I, I want to go back and correct something I said about the uh, Tennessee defense. They're ranked 10th, not 28th. Car- uh, Carolina's rush defense is ranked 28th. And I meant to mention Derrick Henry, too. Carolina's given up the most uh, rushing touchdowns on the year with 12 to the running back. And uh, uh, Derrick Henry's a good play, too. He's not splitting carries, and I think he gets in the end zone. Yeah, he's cheap, man. And um... – we might have some value now in Indianapolis. Uh, they're going into Pittsburgh. T.Y. Hilton is out. Um, it's going to be throwing darts to figure out which one of these wide receivers is going to be. Um, Pittsburgh is playing better as well. Um, maybe Eric Ebron gets in the end zone. He might get targeted more. Jack Doyle, Zach Pascal. Do you guys have a clear-cut um, decision on a wide receiver that you want? They're pretty much all minimum salary, pretty much um, – all either under five thousand or just over five thousand dollars on FanDuel on on at the tight end spot. Either of the tight ends are cheap as well. Do you like anything with Ty out now and his minimum salary Colts? Yeah, so I, I like Zach Pascal the most. He I, he's I think he's a step in as the number one receiver. Uh, I mean, honestly, we don't know um, from a value standpoint. I, I love Jacoby Brissett this week. Um, he's pretty cheap on on both sides. Um, and, and I don't mind pairing him up with Zach Pascal, but again, it's risky because we don't know who the number one guy is going to be. Um, I mean, that's about it. That's all I like on this. Uh, this isn't my favorite game to be honest. Um, but I mean, the number one chalky salary saver of the week is going to be Jalen Samuel. He's going to be owned in 70% of lineups. Probably, um, he's 4,000 on DraftKings and he, uh, on FanDuel, I think. I think he's like 5,300 or whatever it is. And um, it's just, you know, with James Conner out, Mason Rudolph likes to dump to the running back. Jalen Samuels is, is going to be the number one salary saver, and he's going to be the, the number one play on both sides. Uh, and he's 5,000. So here's my question. Here's my question for you. Here's my question for you, Javi. Is he going to outproduce uh, Ty Johnson or no? <laughs> yeah, he, he better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got yes. crushed yes. lineups last week, man. Crushed. Yeah, them. I know he crushed them, but I mean, again, um, I they think did Jalen Samuels Johnson. is definitely better than Ty Johnson. He's oh, hundred percent. and he's gonna get those dump offs. He's an auto play on DraftKings on mm. FanDuel, not as much, but I still think at five thousand, he's a he's gonna. That's gonna be the combination most seen in FanDuel and DraftKings is that Samuels McCaffrey. You know mm-hmm. you. You pay out for one, you pay down for the other one, and then you're you're free rolling, you know, your the rest of your lineup because that's a, that's that's the ideal uh, cash composition at, at running back, I think. But you know, if you go cook, you can still throw Samuels in that uh, flex spot. Yeah, David, you got any? Did you look into this wide receiving core? Do you trust anybody? Pascal's had a big game before. Eric Ebron loves to find the end zone. He might be a Jack Doyle, might be sneaky. Do you have a call yet or wait till Sunday, wait till Saturday to figure it out? No, I got one. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did not know James Conner was going to be out. And that moves me just about all in on Jalen Samuel. Y'all remember what uh, Williams did, you know, when uh, whenever Love Bell would go down? It's just the starting running back in Pittsburgh gets it done. Like they know how to use their running backs. I, I love Jalen Samuel this week. Um, I might do. I honestly might do like a Cook, McCaffrey, Samuel core and then just mix up the wide receivers and quarterbacks. I think yep. that might be a good way to go Millie Maker on FanDuel especially. It works. Um, uh, no Millie Maker on FanDuel though, just so you know. Oh, yeah. It's only 300000 What is that about? I guess, I'll I'm out. Play it, We're not going to play, obviously. No. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so look, last time T.Y. Hilton missed, uh, it was against the Oakland Raiders, I think it was. I'm looking right now. It was. And who stepped up that game? Pascal had a decent game, I'm pretty sure, but it wasn't the number one guy I was looking at. The number one guy is Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle at tight end got targeted eight times, caught uh, receiving touchdown, scored uh, you know over what he should have. He got 10.2. So that's a guy you could look at a little bit against Pittsburgh, who's uh, worse at covering the tight end than they are the wide receiver. They're ranked 25th against the tight end, and they're ranked 18th against the wide receiver. Um, if I'm going there, I'll go there. But I'm not really on uh, Brissett myself just because he left his, lost his number one wide receiver, and we've got 19 other teams we can choose from. So you would, you know, you would go Doyle over Ebron basically at the same price. Um, I think I would. Yeah, I like uh, I like Doyle's upside more. I mean, Ebron uh, has been the number one guy there, and uh, he's kind of. I'm looking at it now. He in, first Houston, he did well. First Oakland, he did well. I mean, he's had a few touchdowns. It's close. Do you see the I, pattern, D? Do you see the yeah, pattern? Yeah, pattern. I just saw that. I think I like Every the, other game, he catches a touchdown? I know. I know. But <laughs> come on. That's not going to happen all season. So, yeah, so yeah. far, so good, man. Every I, other I, game. <laughs> we'll do, do two teams, a Doyle team and an Ebron team. <laughs> you you got to think, if you're playing Samuels, you kind of want this game to somewhat go off. Um, you got to decide between Ebron, Doyle, and Pascal. They're all the same price. So there's gonna be there's gonna be some tough choices to make there. And I'm gonna do some more research and update my cheat sheet now that Ty is out and kind of adjust things a little bit. And same thing with uh, Jalen Samuels. We gotta throw them in our cheat sheets. Um, but let's go into uh, yep. this Detroit Oakland game. A lot of guys are high on Derek Carr. A lot of guys are high on Josh Jacobs. Darren Waller is probably the, the best tight end of the slate, you know, due to the fact there's a couple of the guys who aren't on the slate. Um, I think he's probably your your highest upside tight end play. So if you can find a way to pay up a tight end, I think, you know, Waller's where you want to go. Tyrell came back. He caught a touchdown. Derek Carr's been looking good. A lot of people are on Stafford as well. I don't know. I, I called the game stack last week for this game. I don't know if this is the one. I think this one might underperform my guts telling me something's going to make this game bad i don't know what it is maybe it's detroit going out west or maybe just oakland's defense maybe holds down detroit a little bit harder um are you guys attacking this game yeah um i had uh i agree it's a, a it feels like a weird spot the line's kind of fishy. It's the Lions plus two. If that was at home, to be favored by at least three. I still think that Detroit's a better football team and that they should be able to win this game. Uh, but the NFL's funny. Sometimes it doesn't go that way. I wrote up Stafford as my number one value guy. A lot of that, or not value guy, but number one quarterback. Uh, my uh, A lot of that's going to go into the running back situation in Detroit. Trey Carson's listed as questionable. Ty Johnson just broke our hearts. They really don't have a running back that they can give it to. So Stafford's going to need to throw it a lot here, going against the 31st worst defense against the wide receiver. I think he could throw it, you know, 30, uh, complete 35 passes, throw it 45 times, something like that against a bad defense. And if I'm going to use him, I'm going to use Kenny Galladay. Uh, he's the number one guy. He's the deep threat. Or if you can't fit Galladay, I don't even hate going back to Marvin Jones. I mean, he's still got the hands. He almost caught four touchdowns a couple weeks ago. He, he dropped one or stepped out of bounds. He got three. Um, that's where they're going. If they're going to win this game, it's going to be through the air against Oakland. 
I like it. You got anything different, Javi? Uh, no. I, I mean, for me, Stafford is the number one, but Derek Carr on DraftKings is my number one play. Uh, he's 5,500. He's so cheap. Um, more on DraftKings than FanDuel, but on FanDuel, I, I think Stafford is, is the key play. And I, I don't hate going Galladay and Jones um, if you can fit it in there, especially Jones. He's 5,700 on FanDuel. He's one of my top salary savers for this week and i think he can easily get into touchdown all he really needs to do is score one touchdown but uh, i wouldn't be surprised if he scores two or three this week so i mean that's that's my take i do like tj hawkinson hawkinson a little bit more this week too uh, i know he's broken our hearts since his week one mash but uh, uh he's a salary saver tight end is pretty weak here it's either pay up for waller and kelsey or go someone cheap like hawkinson so that's my take on this so you guys both have uh, Stafford as a top QB of the slate? Um, yes. If you're going by a value standpoint, yes. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think, is the best uh, on this slate. But for the price, I think Stafford is is the best. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, it makes sense. You know, I, I, I've been high on Stafford all year, but I think the Seattle spot is slightly better versus Tampa Bay. Um, both defenses are pretty weak. I think this is the better spot with, two better offenses than Detroit and Oakland, but I, I don't mind Galladay. I like Galladay as the best play out of that game, but I don't know. Something's telling Love me it's Galladay. not, it's not the Stafford week. Um, just going to Oakland. I don't know. Something's going to happen to him. Um, but the game I really like, you know, this is my favorite game on the slate. It's this Tampa Bay and Seattle game. I think it has shoot shootout potential. Both these defenses have been really weak all year long. I think Russell is the safest cash game play. If you can get up to him. I think Jameis Winston is a, is a guy that I don't want to start a franchise around, but you know every couple of weeks in DFS he gets in these smash spots and just he throws two picks, but because of that his team is always down 20 points and he's thrown a ball a whole third fourth quarter and the defense is in a prevent defense letting him score and that's why guys like Godwin and Evans um, are popping um, for whatever reason though maybe you guys can tell me. Evans has been having a better year overall, but all the projection systems that I see has Godwin over Edwins. Uh, do you got a reason for that, uh, Javi? Uh, I, I think it's just the the whole narrative around Mike Evans just smashed this week, so it's Chris Godwin's turn. So I think that's what it, it all comes down to, as, as dumb as that sounds. Um, you know, Mike Evans went off. Godwin was basically irrelevant, I think. You know, the opposite can be said the same. But honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they both score one or two touchdowns each. I, I think Seattle's going to win uh, by at least 10 points. But, uh, you know, Winston's going to have to throw the ball. Their running game is pathetic. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Godwin scores two and Evan scores one. So I think they're both in play. You can choose either one. But again, it's – I mean, this is why looking at the cornerback the, the matchup is important. Um, Seattle's – DBs are, are not the best, and um, it's, it's really just a – I hate to say it's a flip of the coin, but it really is. We don't know if it's going to be a Godwin or Evans week. There hasn't been one week this year where you've had them both go off for 100 yards and two touchdowns each. So it's just a matter of, you know, make two lineups, put Godwin in one, put Evans in the other, and keep the same pieces together on the other side. But, um, yeah, DJ, what are your thoughts? Yeah, can you imagine how mad you'd be if you like just had the nuts lineup but the wrong Tampa Bay wide receiver? If you're gonna mess with one of them, Javi's right. You should make two lineups and just you know put an Evans, put a Godwin in there. Um, Jameis, he's gonna have to throw a lot. Yeah, I like him. Russell Wilson, 
I don't think I'm going to have a lot of him this week. He's going to be able to pass the ball, but I don't think he's going to be able to run it as well as he usually does. Tampa Bay's uh, uh, defensive front there isn't really that bad. I mean, it's not that easy to run on them. So I think that kind of limits his rushing potential. I know he can make a play happen when everything breaks down, but for some reason I'm just not on him this week being the most expensive quarterback. And, um, yeah, definitely Godwin or Evans, and I like Lockett a lot, too. I like Lockett more than Metcalf. Metcalf had a better game last week, and he likes to get targeted in the red zone by Wilson, but he's dropped several of them, and Lockett is definitely more reliable, especially over the season. So I would uh, take a look at Lockett, and maybe uh, over here at tight end, Cameron Brait, too. I have him as my number four tight end value. Uh, He's going to get targeted in the red zone, too. And uh, if, you know, for instance, Godwin or Evans isn't getting the ball thrown to him, it should be Cameron Brait. Winston really does have a nice connection with him, and O.J. Howard is out. So, um, hey, you could even put two of these guys and put Winston with them in, like, a Millie Maker team. I wouldn't do it for cash, but uh, if two of them go off and they're all in great spots, then Winston's got to be with them. Yeah, and I like, Winston, I like Winston more on FanDuel than, than DraftKings. Um, I think uh, I was talking about how I like Derek Carr because of his price on DraftKings. Um, if you have to choose between Derek Carr and Winston, which are similar on FanDuel, I say just go Jameis Winston. I think they're going to be down most of the game, and it's it's not a bad play to go Jameis with, as DJ said, with two of the options, um, whether Braid or Evans or Godwin. So um, not in cash, though. So Okay. Um, so we got two games left on the slate. Cleveland and Denver, I think – I've been off Cleveland's offense in season-long drafts. I've been off them in the first four or five weeks here. Um, I played a couple of Nick Chubb shares, but I think this is the week to go back to the well. If you're going to come off of Cook or you're going to come off McCaffrey, I think it's a great spot to bounce on Nick Chubb here. Guy's getting a ton of touches. Um, he fumbled twice last week and gets a tough New England team. They got to win a game. Um I like Chubb here. I think Chubb's going to go under own because he's so close to the upper echelon. Yep. And there's other guys in this range that he gets overlooked for Carson. He gets overlooked for um, Cook. And Aaron Jones here is a little bit cheaper than him. So I think Chubb is a nice play here for Cleveland. Outside of that, the only other guy I kind of like is Sutton. And I think Noah Fant could be the Jonu Smith of this week. I think he's in a good spot. His targets have gone up with Emmanuel Sanders gone. He had eight targets last week. Caught five passes for 26 yards versus tougher Indianapolis defense. I think he's safe for five, six points on FanDuel. And if he gets in the end zone, you can push 12 to 15 points out of him. So it's either Fant as a deep, deep value play at tight end for me or Nick Chubb. I don't really want to take any of these pass catchers in the game, though, um, from wide receivers, and I'm not playing these quarterbacks. Do you guys like anything? Do you like one of the defenses here, possibly, if you don't like uh, Chubb or Fant? David, you got something for me? Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of just down on this game. It just feels like it's going to be sloppy. And so maybe even like the Broncos defense against Cleveland, who's just looked bad. Baker Mayfield is just absolutely lost. Odell Beckham Jr. is not living up to the stud that we've seen in seasons past. I do like Nick Chubb because it kind of seems like their best option to get the offense going. He's going to get 20 carries the past, you know, three of the four <laughs> past games he's gotten over 100 yards it looks 
really great, actually. 131, 122, 87 yards, and 165. And within that time span, he's gotten five touchdowns. So I'm hoping that Freddie Kitchens realizes how good this guy is, how fast he is, and just get the ball in his hands. So I've got him ranked as my third running back on the week, actually. But I'm really not targeting anything else from this game, aside from if I land on Sutton in one of my Millie Maker lineups. I know he's the number one threat there now, and Cleveland's pretty bad. So I can see him hitting too. Javi, do you have any like other takes than that on here? No, I I think the only thing is is Fant as a as a punt. Like uh, like Jay said, he's my sneaky play because. He's so cheap, and if you want to do that McCaffrey and, and Cook build, um, you're going to have to find some cheap options uh, besides Jalen Samuels at the flex. So um, if you're going to go uh, McCaffrey or Cook and not do both, I think your your best bet is to go Chubb or Bell with Samuels also. Um, so it's just a matter of, uh, of what you want to do and what salary you have because Chubb is a little bit more expensive, so if you need, or yeah, he is a lot more expensive actually. So if you need the salary saver, just go Bell with McCaffrey or Cook with Samuels, and then build it off that. So it's it's just a matter of preference, but it's a pretty small player pool at running back, and Chubb's is definitely in there. So now we're going into LA for the last game in the slate, and uh, looks like Devontae Adams is listed as questionable. Coach Matt Lafleur saying the Packers will wait until 90 minutes before kickoff to announce a decision on the wide receiver. So that means we're not going to get that information prior to lock, um, which is kind of scary um, for a couple reasons. I really like Aaron Jones, but if Adams is back, he's probably not going to catch the ball as much as he did. Um, I don't know really how to play this now with Adams with that news coming out that you don't really know what's going to go on because I'm not taking chances in my lineup with MVS or Allison or Jimmy Graham if Adams is questionable up until 3.30 or 3 o'clock on, on, on Sunday afternoon. So this might be a fade spot for all wide receivers for Green Bay for me. I don't really want to take a shot in my cash games or my big money lineups. I do like Aaron Jones a lot, though. 7,700, the guy's getting – he's getting more targets than most wide receivers in this offense. He had eight targets, four targets, seven targets, eight targets, seven targets. That's a nice floor, plus he's getting double-digit runs. And he's a goal line back. He's got 11 touchdowns on the year, um, averaging 20 points a game at $7,700 on FanDuel. I think you try to grab him before his price creeps up to that um, $85,000, $9,000 range like McCaffrey or Cook. So Aaron Jones is one of my top backs. If Adams plays, though, I might go down a little bit, but not that much because the mm-hmm. offense is going to be even more powerful. Um, I was off the Aaron Rodgers train. Nobody really had him, but the guys who won a million dollars last week. So, do you guys like Aaron Rodgers? Where do you have Rodgers ranked, uh, Avi? Yeah, so I'm not going to be on Aaron Rodgers. I think the Chargers' defense is like middle of the pack, um, but they're not awful. Their run defense is worse. So, uh, I can see the play for Aaron Jones, but he he's just outside that top four, top five running backs for me, um, and he's even worse if if Adams gets back. So. Uh, I'm not really on this game as much. The only other one is if I can afford Hunter Henry. I think, um, yeah, that, that's about it. Because I, I don't, I don't know how this offense is going to react because they just fired their offensive co- coordinator. We don't know how they're going to do with that. I think Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry will bounce back, but I think I'm going to do a wait and see approach to see how this first week with the new offensive coordinator goes before anything. Uh, but on DraftKings, uh, I, I would lock in Melvin Gordon. He's, I think he's under 5,000. Uh, it's another good salary saver. So 
you know, you can go Samuels with him. I, I don't hate it. Or if you want to pivot off Samuels and go to him, I, I don't recommend not getting Samuels in. If you do 150 lines, get Samuels in 140, you know, you're just yeah. too cheap, you know? Yeah, for sure. So Aaron Jones, you, you were talking me into to him, Jay. Uh, I wasn't really on him before, but I can definitely see a path. But just like Javi and Jay said, if Adams is in, bump him down. I had a weird Austin Eckler feeling. I, it's nothing you can really explain, but he can get targeted heavily in the past game. You just don't know what Phillip Rivers is going to do. Um, so I'd play him on DK on a punt. And like if I made 10 lineups, he'd be in my 10th. Um, but I think there's a lot clearer running, more better running backs you can play this week. Sorry, I was trying to read something. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, he's looked really sharp the past couple weeks. It, but it's going to be hard to tell. You know, you've got this late game at 425. They're not going to announce the decision. So you can probably get him at lower ownership than usual again. And uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. He can He can go off. So I might throw a lineup in with him. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's pretty much the slate in a nutshell. Um, we'll go back. You guys want to touch on some lineup builds? Um, I got a couple of questions for you guys, so I'll, I'll shoot some questions. If you guys going Stafford in this game, do you want to, or are you just going to go with Galladay, or would you feel good about pairing him with Galladay and Jones together? Because um, it sounds like you guys both like Stafford. So how would you build your stacks around Stafford, Javi? So for me, it's if if I'm gonna go the McCaffrey and Cook build and fit Stafford in there somehow, which you can, it's not crazy. Um, I would probably I would probably just go Marvin Jones. Um, if you're gonna go either Cook or McCaffrey, just one of them. Uh, there's enough salary savers out there that you can pay up for Galladay. I don't necessarily like both of them. I I don't think it's a dumb play, but I think it's mainly for a millie maker. I I think if you're gonna do a smaller tournament like the ones I like under a hundred. Um, I say you either go Stafford and Galladay with Cook or McCaffrey, or you go Stafford with Cook and McCaffrey and Marvin Jones. That's that's how I would do it. Uh, yeah, he nailed DJ. it. Yeah, no, I mean, he nailed it. I don't have anything to add to that. I, I'm looking at all the prices right now and building it as he's saying it, and everything he just said was spot on. It's going to be hard to get McCaffrey and Cook and Galladay and two other quality receivers and uh, a tight end in there because I, I will have Jalen Samuels at the flex. Yep. I'm, I'm building that lineup right now. So I got a Stafford, Jalen Samuels, Christian McCaffrey, Galladay, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Noah Fant. So I'm playing around with this build, and it looks like I'll have probably somewhere in the 5,000 range. Who do you guys like as a, as a flex not named Daniel Samuels that – is a under six thousand on Fanduel. Do you like Jameson Crowder or do you like Mark Walton, um, Marvin Jones? But I, I have Galladay and Stafford, Mike Williams. I don't really feel safe about Terry McLaurin here. Um, who do you guys like in this this five thousand dollar range? Yeah, for me it's Mark Walton. Uh, that's just my side. Uh, if you're not, I think in the receiver you have to go DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel to save some salary, but. My favorite is Mark Walton. Yeah. What do you know about, what do you know about this guy, Walton? So, like, he's, yeah, really. he started the last two games. He's averaging maybe, like, three or four yards a carry. He hasn't found his way in the end zone yet. Getting in a couple of targets. What do you got predicted for Walton? Is he going to get most of the carries here? Is he going to find his way in the end zone? Is he touchdown dependent here? What's your call on him, Avi? Yeah, so he's, he's 5,700 on FanDuel going against the Jets' run defense. That's – middle to bottom of the pack. So I think 
he's going to go for 80 yards and a touchdown is my call, and that'll be way above value. So, yep. DJ, you have a similar approach to Walton. You think he's going to do that, or you think this Miami conspiracy of holding people back is going to stop Mark Walton at 5,700? My approach is going to be listen to Javi on this one since he's a Dolphins fan. But I, I do not a Dolphins fan. <laughs> no, you lived in Miami. I mean, yeah. you're a Heat fan. I am. <laughs> That's close enough, man. But um, yeah, I uh, I'm not I'm not on him big. I honestly do think the Dolphins are, are trying to lose this game, so I can't get again. I can't play any of their guys. So who do you like in that 57 to under 6,000, not named Jalen Samuels? Are you going to go double tight end? Who do you like in that range if you had to pick some? I was going to say DJ Moore. DJ Moore seems the safest, and, you know, he can, he can uh, you know, he doesn't have a high ceiling, but he's got a mid-high ceiling, let's say. He can, he can pay off that price tag, so I would put a receiver in that flex spot. And that, was my, that was, goes back to my original question, though. If you do do that, right? Do you feel okay about playing McCaffrey and a DJ Moore together in a in a cash lineup or a GPP lineup? I would. I've seen it work a lot this year. I, I've uh, kicked myself for not doing it a couple games, like when a uh, uh, Carson and Lockett will both go off, um, and you don't necessarily have to have the quarterback. I think it's okay to do a running back and wide receiver because the prices are off. Now, if it was two high priced guys, I wouldn't do it. But if you've got a you know a cheap wide receiver and a high price running back, I think it's okay. Okay, so um, I think I lean if I'm playing McCaffrey. I think I I take the chance on Walton, um, probably with a little bit better floor than DJ Moore. But if I somehow come off McCaffrey as an overall play, I like DJ Moore more than Mark Walt Mark Walton. So makes sense. Um, what's your best? two stacks of the of the slate javi who, who, what quarterbacks what teams do you stack and what game stacks are you targeting the most yeah so it, it's a toss-up really between two games and I, and I put this in my article too so it's between the lines in oakland game stack or seattle and tampa i i actually lean more after research a little bit more today i, I actually lean more the seattle tampa stack i know you know we're fans of staff or fan i'm a f- big fan of car this week uh, I just think that Seamus Winston and Tampa, they'll probably be lower owns than the Lions and Seahawks and maybe even the Raiders. Uh, but I, I just like – I think they're going to throw the ball. Yeah, Jameis Winston will have 15 turnovers that game, but he, he'll throw 12 touchdowns, you know. Obviously, it's an exaggeration, but I think uh, I side with that game and that game stack more than anything because, um, you know, Russell Wilson, he's going to pass the ball because it's a – it's a tough run defense he's going against in Tampa, but their pass defense is awful. So I'm okay with a game stack if you go Winston with Godwin and then bring it around with Lockett or someone else. Um, or you can go Wilson with Lockett and then go Godwin or, or Evans. So that's my favorite game stack. That's that's what I'm leaning towards. What about you, DJ? I like the Tampa Seattle one. Uh, everything when weeks when everything feels really close to me, I feel like you should get weirder. Uh, there's no just like clear cut smash spot to me, anyways. I mean, I know Tampa Seattle looks like it'd be, but you you just kind of have to get off the radar with these. I like Detroit Lions, but I don't love Oakland bringing it back. And I'm looking at the entire slate right now, and there's nothing that I think is just going to be a barn burner. And it lands. You know me- why, David? You know why you feel that way? Why? No Falcons. The Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Falcons are not playing this week, bro. 
Uh, well, yeah, no, man. It's, we'll find a way to lose on our off week. But uh, I think I'm starting to look at Green Bay Chargers a little more. You've got Aaron Rodgers versus Rivers. You've got Aaron Jones versus Eckler and Gordon. Adams, I think, plays. And so you've got Adams versus Allen. And then you've got Jimmy Graham versus Hunter Henry. It could be one of those sneaky shootout spots. So I'll, I'll throw that in as my low-owned game stack. Yeah, I think Devontae Adams probably with the risk that there's not much to pivot to. Actually, no, you could probably pivot to, you know, Godwin or Evans and go double them if Adams is out. Yeah. Um, I think Adams probably though comes in. With that news, if that report stays true, you know, this is Friday night, if it stays true through Saturday and Sunday morning, um, Devontae Adams is probably like 2% owned, 5% owned at max. And these are the guys that have been going off every single week. The guy that nobody wants to play because he's injured, questionable tag. It happened to Godwin week. It happened to MVS week. Um, it's been happening more and more frequently. So this might be Devontae Adams week at like 2%, 4%, whoever takes that gamble. Because um, there is no real serious smash spots. Because if Jameis Winston is in your smash spot, um, typically that's not a good thing. You know, you want to get Jameis Winston when nobody's looking at him. Um, against the Rams or something like that, where he just goes off by accident. Um, but you don't you don't want to go into Jameis Winston week with Jameis Jameis Winston. I think I think he's gonna. I don't want to I don't want to play him this week. I'll, I'll take a shot at either Evans or Godwin, but I want to play Winston. So I agree with you, Dave. I think you know coming off that game might be a good look. I think maybe targeting his Minnesota KC game um, with either Cook or Diggs and Tyreek Hill to run it back. That ends up being higher scoring. That game could be sneaky. But there's a lot of other games. Like, I really don't want Cleveland-Denver. It's going to be super low-owned. Nothing's really going to be going on there. Indianapolis with Pittsburgh, besides Jalen Samuel, and maybe a pass catcher in Indianapolis is not really much there. Um, Carolina versus Tennessee is, a, is another defensive matchup. Washington-Buffalo, defenses with two bad offenses, New York Jets and Miami. You know, decent defenses and terrible offenses. Chicago, Philly, I guess. You know, maybe it's the Trubinsky to Allen Robinson and running it back with Jeffrey, like, you know, Dave said. I think if you got to go sneaky, I think that's as sneaky as you can get with that, you know, with that game. I think that's the only other game that I can see. Maybe going Robinson, Trubinsky, maybe Jordan Howard, maybe Alshon Jeffrey. And nobody's even mentioned this guy's name all all day long now. It's, it's Zach Ertz, the fourth most expensive, you know, tight end who hasn't done anything this year. Dallas Goddard is doing better than him. Um, I know David knows a lot about Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, your, your new best friend who uh, took down the showdown for you. But, you know, maybe the Chicago-Philly game. Philly's defense hasn't been that good. Chicago's defense hasn't been that good. So that could be the sneaky stack if you want to get on something. I think that's the one. Unless you want to go Josh Allen and hope he runs for like 100 yards by himself, that could be something sneaky. But that's basically it. Um, last question. Give me just one guy that's on the million maker. Uh, Dave, you go first, and Javi, you go second. Robbie Anderson. Oof. Okay. Oof. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to do a layup then. Jalen Samuels. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's okay. easy, man. Yeah, I, mean, I thought you were going to take him. I thought you were going to take him, so. I'm going to go, yeah. let me go off the radar here a little bit. Let's go. I don't want to go Allen Robinson. I think that's kind of chalkish. Um, 
Let's go with Nick Chubb on the Millie Maker. I think he goes under owned and wow. he's, in a, he's in a good spot there. I think Nick Chubb. I, mean, I, I felt it come out of my stomach when I said it, so it's definitely in my my gut play. I probably won't play him, and he'll probably be on the Millie Maker lineup <laughs> as usually what happens. So All I right. hope you guys check it out. Um, go to windailysports.com. Everybody but Dave, because he's too busy winning money, has done his cheat sheet. So there's three out of four cheat sheets. Me, Avi, Nick um, have done our cheat sheets. You have cheat sheets for FanDuel, for DraftKings. We'll be updating guys like Jalen Samuel, taking T.Y. Hilton out. Uh, we have projection models. And we play every sport. Uh, we're sweating some basketball games, some some hockey, some soccer games. Uh, so we have everything up on the site, windailysports.com. Check it out. Hit us up on Twitter, WindDailyDFS. And if you have any questions, be sure to check out our um, Sirius Satellite Radio Show. It's going to be on tomorrow, 11 and 1. I think David's going to be stopping by. Maybe we'll sneak Avi on if he's lucky. But uh, we're going to be you know, with you again tonight, tomorrow. Avi, you're doing a live stream on Sunday? Uh, no, it's DJ and Nick this week. Damn, DJ's taking all your spots, huh, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah I got my... Yeah, two week notice already, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta rest up for Puerto Rico. You know, you got a, a lot of things going on in, in your life. So maybe we'll start yeah. doing like a contest. Like whoever uh, does better the week of can come on serious and do the live stream. <laughs> my Dave is um, gonna be tanking. My, so just so you don't have to do the live stream. Yeah. My hot take of the week is David uh, qualifies for Puerto Rico, though. That's my hot take. So uh, write it down. Uh, so you just cost them like another five thousand dollars of qualifying now. Good job. <laughs> What's the big tournament that you guys are looking to take down this weekend? Uh, fire, go I haven't tried hard enough for these qualifiers, and uh, on a week where I'm good at making weird teams, on in a week I don't feel real confident about anything. I'm just gonna get some weird stacks and see if I can nail it. You're going for a qualifier, uh, Javi. What are you going for this weekend? You going for a milli? You are going for three hundred thousand? You going for just for a hundred? What are you What are you trying yeah. to get this week? Yeah, I'm going for one hundred fifty thousand. That's what I'm going for. Uh, but I'm I'm also going for that NBA live qualifier tomorrow. I think I'm going to do it. So the big dog. Oh yeah, I Ooh, might jump in because tomorrow, you know, I've been busy as hell doing everything, running around like a maniac all day every day. So if I get time tomorrow. I love my NBA game. You know, I think I can I can get in there. How many people are in the 5K one? Uh, seven people. Or as of right now, uh, what's I think it, it What's seven. the max at? Seven? I think so. I think that's what it was. I saw. So if I'm pulling seven, it up. If it's seven, I, I might jump in, man. We can't all yep, jump in. Seven. We can't be three out of seven. That would just be ridiculous. Just one seven of people. us would get it for sure. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> Yeah, so it's seven people. It's seven people. There's one signed up right now. Okay, who's in there now? Who do we got to take out? Shuke. Okay, we got that guy. I'm not worried about him. As long as uh, Joe Buck's safe word is in there, we'll be all right. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. We got to get Joe Buck safe word. Make sure he doesn't join. That's that's the key. That guy's my kryptonite in basketball. Both both times that I hit big, he got first. So he's my kryptonite. I'll take him out for you tomorrow. Don't worry. All right, we're out of here. Um, hit us up on our premium Slack channel. Uh, a lot of guys have been doing well. You know, they've been hitting and you know taking our advice. We have some good nights. We have some bad nights. But overall, we've been pretty much crushing for the past couple of months. And our handicappers have been crushing as well. So if you do like betting games, um, we have some. I know Steve 
Uh, didn't lose a game last night. I think Cashford flashed it really well. And, you know, be on the lookout for John's uh, props. He's been crushing those for like plus 1,000 pretty much every week. So stay tuned to those. We'll be doing a live stream on Sunday, Sirius Highlight Radio Show on Saturday night. Check out windailysports.com. And uh, we are out of here. Let's have a positive week nine, guys.